0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Beer and Bayonets Thanks for listening So today I have something for your consideration I am one of 7 billion people on this planet I am one of 107 billion people who have been documented to live on this planet This planet is one of 8 or 9 depending on your school of thought, uh, planets in our solar system. And our solar system is estimated to be one of a hundred billion others in our galaxy alone. You're not special. Neither am I. Sorry to break it to you. So how do you be successful In spite of not being a special snowflake, despite what your mom and your teacher told you. So, everyone listening is a leader, right? This podcast, this show is for leaders. Now, whether you're captain of your track team, editor in chief of your school yearbook, in charge of one person, or a thousand people, right? Everyone here is a leader. Now, as a leader, you have to remain humble, right? Always lean back on that. We are one insignificant little dot in a massive universe, right? So how do you be successful in spite of? Well, as a leader, you must remain humble. I think one of the most underrated qualities of leadership is being able to be a good follower. If you want to be a great leader, you have to be a great follower, right? Being in charge is easy. And I know everyone out there is like, well, what are you talking about, man? Being in charge is hard. You're responsible for everyone. Yes. However, everyone has had a boss, a teacher, a coach, someone that when you met them, that was in charge of you, you instantly knew this was not going to be the person that you were gonna to like to follow. This was not gonna be the person that you were gonna respect. This is not the person that you were gonna to want to emulate in your future career or experiences as a leader. All right, why? Because being in charge is easy. Knowing how to follow and be humble while being in charge, that's hard. Now I try to be as I try to maintain my humility. And no matter what happens. I don't know if this makes sense, but I pride myself on being humble. Right? Because no matter what happens, I know there will always be someone bigger, stronger, faster, smarter, whatever the case is, than me. So I keep that in the back of my mind. I also will never allow someone to tell me that I'm less than. I will never allow rent in someone, I will never allow someone to have rent in my head to make me think that I'm less than. Because I know what I'm capable of Now who doesn't love a good underdog story Right We love watching underdogs Whether it's Muhammad Ali Against George Foreman Britney Spears against her dad Adele against Cheesecake Whatever it is everyone loves Hearing the underdog come out on top we love watching movies where the underdog defeats all odds, and at the end of an hour and a half, they're successful and they made it. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter if the movie's based on a true story. We almost never internalize that fact. And I wonder, why? Why can I sit here and watch a movie, or hear a story, or read a report, or read a book about how someone overcame all odds, and was victorious in the end. But yet somehow. I can't apply that to my life. All right, everyone loves an underdog story. It makes us believe in fairy tales. Right, probably the most famous underdog out there was the story of David and Goliath. Now if you're not familiar. In the Bible. There was a story. David was a young boy sheep herder. Probably between the ages of 13 and 15. Who was an Israelite, and the Philistine army had a giant soldier named Goliath. Um, It was assessed that he was between six and nine feet tall, depending where you get your data from. Now, back in those days, two armies would square up on opposite ends of a a valley, and the generals would discuss the terms in the middle of the valley. Um, One army would bring forth one warrior. The other army would reciprocate. And based on the fight between those two would determine the outcome of the battle for both armies. And both generals would, uh, would honor that. Well, at the time, Goliath was the biggest warrior in the Philistine army. Um, and he said, you know, I'll call anybody out. Anyone in the Israeli army, period. Anyone of the Israelites... You send your biggest, baddest dude, and I'll fight him. Well, there wasn't a whole lot of takers. David, being a young shepherd boy, says I can take him. Now the king obviously didn't want to hear that, uh, but he didn't have any other choice because no one else was volunteering. So they tried to help this kid out. They even put his. um, The king lent him, lent David his own armor. And it was so the kid was so small it was, it was too big for him to even wear. So he takes it off. And he goes up to Goliath, armed with a sling, and some rocks that he found along the way. He arms his sling, swings it a few times, boom! Hits Goliath in the head with a pebble, knocks him down, goes over and slices his head off. Right, huge victory for the Isra- uh, Israelites. So. Very common story, most people are familiar with. But is it just an underdog story? Now let's look at this closer. Right? What's the overarching theme? Little kid goes up against a giant and defeats him, right? Regardless of your religious beliefs, that's the story. That's how the story goes. Right? David defeated Goliath. And right? it's an underdog story. That's three thousand years old. Everyone loves your her here. But let's look at it a little closer. Now Goliath, while enormous, suffered from a cragomaly. This is a condition where essentially there's a tumor on your pushing on your pituitary gland. And it causes you to be massive, right? Massive growth. Um Leading to him being such a big guy. It also causes extreme nearsightedness. Alright, Goliath actually couldn't see very well. Um, it, it says in the Bible that he was led by a man with a large shield. Well, the, he actually had to be guided everywhere he went. All right. What was another thing? He was a gimmick. We don't actually have any documentation anywhere of him actually getting a confirmed kill. He was he was used he was an intimidation factor, all right? The Philistine army used him to scare people. Well, that doesn't mean he was a skilled warrior. All right? And the sling that David was armed with was not a slingshot. That's right, a common misconception. People think that that was a toy that he was utilizing. That's not the case at all. It was a sling commonly used by. Archers and snipers, during the time, I'd said that they could spin this sling so quickly that a rock coming from the sling, when it hit on impact, the point of impact was uh, was similar to the effects of a 45 caliber pistol round. Now, for those of you who understand what that means, a 45 caliber round is, causes immense damage. All right. So, was it really an underdog story, or was it this young man knew what he was capable of? Was it were, were the odds stacked against him? Absolutely. All right. Did it look like an insurmountable task? Yeah, sure. But he never doubted himself when everyone else did. Right? He was able to overcome these odds. Why? Because he was self aware. One must be self aware. Right? You have to be both your biggest critic and your biggest competition. That is how you perform when push comes to shove. You have to be self aware. All right? To hell with your feelings. You have to be brutally honest with yourself. All right? Dave Goggins says the most important conversations you'll ever have are the ones with yourself. If you can't call yourself out in training all right, and call yourself out for skipping out on that last rep or not giving 100% in practice or not getting up early when you really wanted to or not finishing your homework when you know you should have or waiting until the last second to do X, Y, Z, no one else is going to be able to do it. Only you know the depth that you reach to. So he was self-aware. He also had the element of surprise. Now you think about it. Everyone expected this guy, including Goliath, to be an easy win. Right? But one, you know, in the art of war, it says, appear weak when you are strong, and strong when you are weak. Right? All warfare is based on deception. He knew that going into this fight. Right? And it would be crazy to think that this young man was not, had no fear whatsoever, right? That's unrealistic. I don't care who you are when you're 14 years old, going up against a 9-foot-tall giant warrior covered in, uh, it says, 500 shekel armor, right? They said his spearhead weighed 100 pounds. That's intimidating, Right? But the difference between a coward and a hero A coward gets scared and quits A hero gets scared and keeps going Now remember, there are no real superheroes So how can we accomplish this? How can we internalize this? Right? What are some tips to be able to harness this power? One, you gotta change your perspective All Right? Tony Robbins talks about changing your perspective all right. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. All right, you will be a victim of your perspective because you'll just think it's happening to you. Once you understand that life is happening for you and not to you, you will be unstoppable. All right. Second thing. Conquer your limiting beliefs. All right, you don't have to reach you don't have to reach for the stars. But don't think for a second that you can't get to them. There's, that's a huge difference. Right? You don't have to wake up every morning reaching for the stars. But also, absolutely don't think that you're incapable of reaching them. All right, Face your fears. I'm not telling you if you have a fear of heights to go skydiving tomorrow. Right, But build that mental callus. My right, calluses are built a little bit of pain at a time. All right, face your fears daily. And by the time push comes to shove and you're put in that situation where you have to rise to the occasion, you've developed enough of a callus where you can push through. That mental toughness will get you through. All right, be your own coach. Internalize these thoughts. Don't speak ill of yourself. All right, believe, understand what your accomplishments have been to this point. All right, you're listening to this for a reason. Listen to this because you're, you're an accomplished individual you have accomplishments right? whatever it is whether it's promotions at work, whether it's good grades, whether it's uh, being successful in your family in your church in your community whatever it is you're a leader and you're successful that's why you're listening because you want to be more successful all right but if you don't believe in yourself, why should I why should anyone that, why should anyone believe in you why should anyone listen to you if you don't even believe in yourself be your own coach. Be your own champion. Understand who you really are. Not who you pretend to be. Who you really are. That is the only way you're ever going to get better. And once you've done all this, remember, there will always be naysayers. It doesn't matter where you go. Negativity is a constant in this world. If you haven't noticed, things are getting worse. There will always be people to tell you you can't do something. All right. But you will never be told That you're less than Or that you can't do something By someone who's doing better than you Now think about that You'll never be told That you're less than By someone doing better than you Only someone doing worse than you So thanks Go slay that giant Get up, get after it You can do this Beer and bayonets